Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Kate Oman. I'm Gordon Dromany Vong. On today's episode, guys, we're all about functional hypertrophy. So we're basically talking about building strength and muscle for life. So relating to how like basically how the gym relates to everyday life and how it can benefit you now and in the long run. Yeah. I guess with this episode. We get a lot of inquiries, people that come in, oh, I want to train for weight loss or I want to build muscle, but I don't want to get big and bulky, right? So it's just helping you to understand, okay, if you have these goals of building lean muscle definition, but also in a way that's going to help your longevity and help you in every everyday life, how do we go about and train? For sure. Now, first thing we should touch on is what is hypertrophy training or functional hypertrophy? Yeah. So if we break it up into, obviously, those, those are two words. We'll start with hypertrophy first. So hypertrophy is just obviously bu- is building muscle. But if it's not functional, then we're just going to be like a bodybuilder. Can't move. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I don't, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind looking like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me those 3D shoulders and big arms, big chest. I'm cool with it. <laughs> don't worry about the functional part. But the functionality, yeah. Yeah. So the, the functional part, though, is being able to be functional with that muscle, being able to like jump, pick up boxes or whatever function that you require, you've got the, they got the, you've got the muscle and the strength needed to still be able to do that. Yeah. So how basically your strength relates to your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. And that will be different to different people relating to their goals as well. Because yeah. in, in sport, let's say like a sumo wrestler would require different functional hypertrophy training compared to a gymnast, for example. Yeah. So more so specific to what they do really. Yes. Yeah, cool. And talking about the middle of two extremes, basically, being muscular endurance and relative strength. So can you chat to how this relates to training? Yeah. When we write programs for clients or when you're doing a training program, the rep ranges, the tempo, the rest times, they're all going to dictate what type of training goal that you're going to do. Mm. So the two extremes with that is, let's say, if you're like a rower or a long distance swimmer and you want to improve your muscular endurance, then you're going to, you're going to train it in a way where it's going to allow your muscles to do a lot of reps or stay in a longer time under tension without getting fatigued. So that would be 20 plus reps or over three minutes or over two minutes time under tension. And then you've got your uh, relative strength person, um, which is, you know, they're just picking something up like one time and they're very powerful and explosive. So it's like your power lifter, Olympic lifter, they're training in relative um, strength ranges. For sure. And relating it back to like our clientele and the listeners, I think actually I've realized as of late with a new, a few new clients that I've got is that these clients are starting to get into strength training a bit later in life due to health reasons. So it just goes to show how important strength training is, well, basically at any age, but to start as quickly or as soon as possible so that it offsets as well like lifestyle injuries, diseases, things like that. So you can see commonly in women osteoporosis occurs later on in life. And, yeah, I've had a huge amount of clients come to me and like their purpose of training is health and fitness but definitely for a more so the health perspective of wanting to have strong bones, have strong muscles to support them later in life. So I think it's a, I've 
personally seen a really nice shift in that focus. It's coming away from the light of yoga and walking and Pilates, mm. which all has its time and place. But if we really think longevity and building strength and muscle for life, really how hypertrophy can be really effective in yeah, doing this. Definitely. You want to be, you know, a silent assassin. You want to be flexible and mobile, but I think tripping over and falling over and breaking bones is actually like yeah. a leading cause of death. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In older, in older people. Yeah. But if you look at it from a risk perspective as well, if you're if you're a parent and your child is in danger, then okay, you do want to be explosive, powerful. Yeah. You need that strength, right? Absolutely. You know what actually I've noticed is I, so I've got a puppy now, he's 17 <laughs> kilos and it's taught me, I'm like, uh, now I lift just to be able to lift him into the car. Like oh. it's, no, it goes to show that strength is really important because mm-hmm. if I didn't, I'd actually probably really struggle to get him in and out of the car because he like refuses to jump up and down. Just the little things where it's just funny that lifting can relate to life in so many different ways. Yeah, it helps your overall lifestyle and you know, it's not just going to help you, but it's going to help your puppy, Hamilton. I think I had one client in the past who back in the early days of my PT career and he was really overweight and he had a Labrador and it was just him and his Labrador. So it was very close and it was just hard for him to get out, get the Labrador out for a walk. And yeah. So it doesn't really help that relationship as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I think health and your mobility is huge in life. I look at my pa and he does, he's just turning 90 this Sunday and he does bench press, sit-ups, push-ups, walks, 10K every single day. Yeah. And he, you look at him like a 50-year-old, like a 50-year-old. Like he is, he can run, he can jump, he can do anything. So it goes to show that if you keep at it and stay into strength training and respecting fitness, it can take you a really long way in life, which is exciting. Mm. Why didn't you refer him when we were looking for <laughs> trainers, Kate? I know, far out. He's literally got a bench press set up in his garage. It's the cutest thing ever. And for a long time there, he was out benching me. Yeah. So Really? Yeah. Not That's anymore, awesome. don't worry. But yeah. yeah. And specific to training, when would you not want to train functionally or in that functional strength area? Yeah. So, Kate, first of all, I think it's important to just understand how to train for functional strength. So when we're looking at it from a training program, it's more commonly to train for functional strength in the rep ranges of between five to eight. Anything below five reps, then you're going into that like explosive, very heavy, fast lifting, relative strength training goal. And then anything from eight plus onwards, then you're looking at more of your hypertrophy bodybuilding style. And then maybe 18 to 20 plus reps, then you're looking at endurance. Functional strength is that spot between relative strength and hypertrophy, which is five to eight reps. So the only instances on when like you wouldn't want to train for functional strength is if you're trying to go for another goal, which would be like if you're going to be specializing in powerlifting, if you're going to be specializing in Olympic weightlifting, you need to improve your endurance for rowing. Or if you're trying to become a bodybuilder like myself and you want to do 10 plus reps. Yeah. Yeah, or 8 to 10 plus reps. Yeah, cool. So it's keeping it specific as to, yeah, your training style. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just to say you can, in training programs, you can blend, blend goals. Yeah. But when you don't want to, then obviously the ratio of functional strength is going to be a lot lower in the overall training program. So you might even just do 20% of your program is going to be in functional strength but then 80% is going to be in hypertrophy if your main goal is to build muscle. Okay, cool. And why would you want to train functional strength within that five to eight? Why 
Just for overall body composition progress, a lot of our clients and our listeners are probably looking at changing their body composition, losing weight, is that the more likely that you are to be able to keep doing that, keep enjoying your training and keep being able to do things, do new things is you want to keep getting stronger at specific lifts. You want to be able to squat more. You want to be able to do chin-ups and deadlifts at a stronger rate. You're more likely to do that in those functional strength rep ranges to get stronger. Very true. Whenever I see five to eight in my training program, I'm a very happy gal. <laughs> Anything over 12, you're like, oh, God. Oh, I'm training with Holly at the moment. Yeah. And she's got me doing like squats, six to eight reps, right? And then for the first two weeks, she was always pushing me to the eight reps. Yeah. And then in our last session, I, I got pretty angry at her. I said, look, why did you put six to eight reps if we're always going to eight reps? I'm going to do seven reps and just increase the weight. And how'd you go? Yeah, it was, it was better. It was the better. Nah, <laughs> obviously time and place for everything, but I do agree. It is a nice rep range to train at mm. and get better at. Like it, you can definitely see good strength gains. I'm training, attempting, doing my best to get better at pull-ups at the moment. Yeah. Anything over eight reps I find really challenging. So it's a nice spot to be and you can see improvement yeah. relatively quickly, which is nice. Yeah, 100%. And there's it's one of those things as well, like when you're training for functional strength in those five to eight six to eight rep ranges, so you're, you're getting strong, but you are sacrificing, uh, you know, hypertrophy. So you just got to know what phase you're training in. For what, sure. What's, what's Absolutely. And it's yeah, also important to know that we can't always stay in six to eight. So it is good to dip into that higher rep range and even that lower rep range if that's something that you want to train towards. And touching on exercises, talk us through some of your top. Yeah. So when we like to program for functional strength, it's definitely going to be primarily at the start of the workout so if there's going to be a blend so if, if our primary goal for someone is still weight loss and that's their overall goal we might just do their first two exercises a1 and a2 in let's say the rep ranges of five to seven and then the majority of the other exercises in hypertrophy rep ranges those first couple of exercises are definitely going to be more more compound exercises more bang for your buck where it will mimic everyday life movements like you and for someone who's a beginner, it could be like the trap bar deadlift, barbell squat, deadlift, chin-ups, barbell presses, you know, something where they can get, they've got a, a likelihood of getting a lot stronger at. You know, what I find as well is clients, they look forward to it, similar to what you were saying before. Like when you see, you know, five to seven, six to eight reps, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can get really strong here. Yeah. And they look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's usually, and it's usually more of the challenging exercises. Yeah, create, takes more energy. Good to do it the fir- like the first of the session when you're not overly fatigued and then accessorize it and there you go, off you go. If you haven't been doing any functional hyper- hypertrophy slash functional strength training, I highly recommend it. It's going to help you bust a lot of plateaus if you have weight loss and body composition goals as well because when you spend that little bit of time in the lower rep ranges, then when you go back and do 10 to 12 reps, you're actually going to be stronger yeah. in those rep ranges too. Absolutely. It is empowering in terms of not only getting better, but building more strength. Oh, and one more thing is I think it really helps for people who are, let's say you've got like your Pilates instructor who's already quite lean, right? Yeah. And they don't want to put on muscle. Mm-hmm. Then they could actually just train in relative strength or functional strength mm-hmm. for their whole program Yeah, because they'll still get strong, but they're not putting on muscle. Yeah. And if, they, if that's the shape that they people want to be in. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to today's episode. We hope you took um, a tip or two away and we will see you in our next one. Thanks, guys. 
If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We would love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.